Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast, Episode 7. This week, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale bonus episode number 5, an excerpt from the upcoming Welcome to Night Vale book. We're going to listen to it. And as always, we encourage you to listen to it because when we come back, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. See you in a couple minutes. I'm, I'm really happy with that. And I'll tell you, my opinion after we had read that excerpt before was the same as it is now, but now I have confirmation on it. The voice that the Welcome to Night Vale book is written in is perfectly matched to the voice of the podcast. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people have been wondering, how is a book going to compare to listening to an episode? It's really just like reading an episode. I mean, it's just spot on. Yeah, I mean, all of that weirdness, all of the strangeness, all of that people trying to act normally when stuff that is going on is completely abnormal. That's the same thing that's going on in the book. Yeah, yeah. And you see a lot of examples about what they were talking about, where the way to make something scary is to have a completely normal situation with just one thing off. And it just happens over and over again in this book. Yeah, what are the, the part with the shower when they were reading that out? Oh, hold on a I, second. We should probably talk before we jump into that. We should probably talk about the uh, the preview stuff. Yes, exactly. They were talking about the fact that we've got a several different tours going on, live shows that are going to be going on, but they've just announced a book tour as well. And the book tour is coming to Chapel Hill. Yay! So I might have the chance to uh, go see them twice this year. That would be fun. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, they've got a show. Closest they've got for the book tour to me is L.A., but L.A. is going to be on Halloween night. And I'm like, ooh, do I want to go to L.A. on Halloween? I just may. That might be fun. <laughs> and when is the live tour coming to your sh- uh, to San Diego? Because I knew they were going to be coming there later this year. I think, honestly, I think that's in October as well. So I might have a chance of seeing them twice in the same month. In the same so. month. That's pretty yeah. impressive. So, yeah, yeah so this, yeah. this book's going to be over 400 pages, I think. So mm-hmm, that's... Mm-hmm. Man, that is going to be so much fun. And coming out October 20th, and then the book tour starts the 21st. Yep, yep, yep. They're just piling it right on top of each other. And the book tour is going all over the country. I mean, he was listing Boston, New York, Chicago, Seattle, Austin, Portland, Miami. I mean, it's it's all over the country. So I really hope as much work as they're putting into this, I hope they make all the monies off of it because it just... Oh, God, yes. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. Above and beyond there. So the episode today, which is technically a bonus episode, is actually from the just-finished recording of the new Night Vale novel with Cecil doing the reading of it. And it was... It was perfect. Now, Catherine and I had both had a chance to read all of this content because at the Night Vale panel at San Diego Comic-Con, as you know, they gave everybody a sample. And this was the exact same text from the sample, but just hearing it in Cecil's voice is really wonderful. It is, it is. And the bit about the shower, did you write any of that down? I don't have the I book didn't. in front of me, but... Oh, oh hold hang on. a second. Let me grab the book. One minute. Yeah, yeah, do, do that. Tonight we are young and we'll set the world on fire. We can go higher. I've probably got the lyrics all wrong about that, but. 
Yes, and the bit about the shower is a perfect example of what you were talking about when they explained that making something unsettling is having everything be perfectly normal except one element that's totally off. Yes, exactly. It's talking about how you'll know that you'll need to pawn something and the knowledge will come to you probably while you're in the shower. And it's talking about you'll collapse, surrounded by a bright glowing blackness. You'll find yourself on your hands and knees, the warm water running over you, and you will know where the pawn shop is. You will smell must and soap and feel a stab of panic at how alone you are. It will be like most showers you've taken. It's just really, really perfect. Really perfect. And the first chapter is mostly about Jackie, who runs the pawn shop. And she's just like every other normal 19-year-old that you've met, except for the fact that she's been 19 for a very long time. Now, okay, wait a minute. Cecil's friend that uh, he's known from ages, who was a teenager for decades or maybe longer, is that the same thing? I, it might be Harlan, I think is his Harlan, friend. Harlan, yeah, yeah, yes, Harlan. Yeah, yeah, usually voiced by Will Wheaton. But yep. yeah, um, yeah, I think it's the same thing. Of You know, time just doesn't work the same way in Night Vale, and apparently it doesn't work the same for all people in Night Vale. Yep, and that's odd, because Jackie seems to think that it's perfectly normal and or a conscious choice for her to be 19 and run a pawn shop for centuries, whereas Harlan seems to have not realized that he was a teenager for that long, and then suddenly he's an adult with a wife and a kid and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it, In the sample chapters that we got that actually come after this book, they talk a little bit about it definitely is a conscious choice because she's got friends who knew her when she was in high school, but they went ahead and just grew up and everything. And now they're getting a little judgy with her about it. They're like, have you ever just tried being 20? You know, <laughs> so not really respecting her life choices very much right there. But yeah, I forgot that that bit came next. I think they chose a really good place to stop with the uh, the sample that they played tonight, which was the man in the tan jacket has now sold something or pawned something and the last Jackie sees of him is him running across yeah. the desert away from her as fast as he can. Yeah, yeah, very spooky. I liked how he actually introduced himself, but he introduced himself on three separate occasions. The first time he said he was Everett, the second time Emmett, and the third time Elliot. And it's funny because you, if you met somebody and you weren't really paying attention, you might do that with your name. I mean, it'd be like, you know, oh, I think he said his name was, I don't know, Everett, Emmett, Elliot, one of those. So it's just more of that <laughs> not really being able to focus on him. I liked when he first walked in, he looked very normal and she screamed. He was perfectly normal. And she screamed. screamed. <laughs> very spooky, really spooky. But yeah, he sold her a slip of paper with King City marked on it, which in the sample chapters that come after this one, uh, it's that becomes slightly more important. So that's going to be a driving force for this book, apparently. Yeah, and she gave him $30 and an idea about time, which was a nice callback to a previous episode where the pawn shop was having to deal with too many people coming in and pawning their ideas about time. Like, what yep, am I yep. supposed to do with all these? Yeah. Well, apparently she found somebody who wanted it. He said it was very interesting and he hadn't thought about it that way before. He doesn't usually think at all actually so it was really there's buzzing coming from his deerskin briefcase and he was harmonizing with the buzzing at one point it was all very spooky very yeah, very crazy very, yeah. very. so that was just one extra little taste to tide us over until october so can't wait for yeah. this book to come out i really need to pre-order it and i, I do will too. do that at some point yeah. yeah i just procrastinate but now you have you can get a hardback copy you can pre-order a signed hardback copy or you can pre-order the audiobook or all three you know so 
Very tempting. Extremely yes. tempting. We yeah. actually have signed copies of the sample that was handed yeah. out at the panel. Because uh, at Comic-Con, well, it wasn't actually at Comic-Con, at, uh, what was it, Bosco's? Basic uh, Pizza. Basic Pizza. It was a bar slash restaurant in the gas lamp district of San Diego. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale had a party. And yeah. they just invited everybody who was a Night Vale fan who wanted to stop by. And uh, you got a little bag with a, what did we have some, some stickers in it, I think. Yeah, Night I think it was bag. I, I actually got a compliment on the uh, the bag because uh, somebody, a uh, random part of San Diego, just total random stranger happened to notice me. He was like, where did you get that bag? Because that's an awesome podcast. So he had nice. heard that there was a party, unfortunately. Oh, that's okay. It was totally free to get in. I mean, there were some people trying to get in and the bouncer was saying, sorry, this is a private party and everything. And I, I guess they just didn't know what to say because we walked up and he's like, you're here for? And we're like, the Nightfall party. He's like, all right. And he gives us like little... You know, wristbands and we walked straight in so those people didn't know the code word apparently no they so. didn't which was night veil but yes exactly everybody was so nice because we walked in and there was a line and we thought oh boy is this a line to get in or a line to the bar and they're like no no it's a line to a signature and the woman we were talking to said and as far as i know the bar is still open so run like the wind <laughs> and we did and we, we definitely did. yeah yep. yeah, yeah we, we went got and got our free beer yeah and i i think the party was like a half an hour away from wrapping up when we came mm-hmm. in. We, I think mm-hmm. we came in right on time. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And they had a little photo booth set up where you could get four pictures taken and those photos get uploaded automatically to Tumblr. So that was cool. And um, that was I, We didn't even plan out what we were going to do. And I think the poses no. that we chose for, we did the, the smile and then we did something silly and then we did extra serious and then we did smile again. Yeah, yeah, turned out nice. So, but we got to meet, of course, Cecil was there and Joseph Fick and Jeffrey Craner, who we had just seen uh what was that two days before i guess or the night before no two days before yeah yeah i think it was two days before so yeah yeah yeah, that was awesome and they they all three of them signed our sample book and then we came over to them afterwards to let them know about this podcast that's right (laughs) if the three of you are listening hi you're awesome And it was funny because Nathan, Catherine's husband, was there and we had gotten our stuff signed and then we walked away and nathan's like did you tell them about this podcast we're like no and he said you should tell them we're like well, he's like, no, seriously, you should tell them. So we walked over. He, he, it's a good thing we did, because I think he was going to march over there and tell them for us if yeah. we didn't. Yeah, I know. We're just, we're just trying to be polite. We're like, I don't know, do we want to plug our podcast at the thing where they're plugging their podcast? And the answer is, yes, of course you yes. do. Of course we do. Yes. So it was a great time. We had a great time at Comic-Con. Everything was excellent. Thank you to uh, our friend, whose name I don't want to give out, because she might have been taking a chance by helping us get into the Star Wars panel. So yep. I want to say she knows who she is. Thank you very, very much, because we got to see Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, and that was amazing. That was Yes, really cool. and as I've mentioned on another podcast, we got to see them with our own eyes, not That's on right. a screen or anything, right there. We right were, there. You know, what, what? 20, 30 yards away, maybe? Oh, yeah. yeah. It counts. It It totally counts. counts. It totally counts. And the night after that, we actually went out to the Embarcadero Park to see they were showing Star Trek. I think we mentioned this on this podcast. They're showing Star Trek Into Darkness on the big screen outside, and the San Diego Symphony is sitting in front of them playing the entire score of the movie while the movie is playing, and it was just glorious. It was flawless, too. I mean, just stunned. Because, I mean, we've been in orchestras before. You know, it's not a matter of if something's going to go wrong. It's when. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I mean, other than the fact that they had one false start at the beginning, where they started playing and somebody forgot to turn the uh, movie screen on, I think. But uh, (laughs) 
just, I'm just absolutely amazing. And in the middle of the performance, all of a sudden, everybody looks up and a friggin' meteorite comes down. I mean, oh a shooting God. star goes right across the sky. And the biggest one that I've ever seen. And that's the only thing it could be because I never heard any sound of something getting launched. I mean, nope. it just, nope. just burned nope. up in the atmosphere right overhead. It was amazing. It totally looked like it was going to hit a building. I mean, it was just that big <laughs> and that bright and that close. But yeah, and then there's that one scene in Into Darkness where the ship almost crashes and it's going down, going down, it disappears into the clouds and the music makes this pause and then with this crash of sound, the ship comes rising up out of the clouds, and it was just seamless. It was so perfect. That scene, I love anyway, but just the orchestra nailed it. It was so good. So I can't even imagine how they did that. And getting to see that and getting to just to see the movie in a big group is yeah. always amazing because it magnifies all the emotions that you get from watching it. I mean, yeah. everything is funnier. Everything is more exciting when you get to hear the reactions of the people around you. Yeah, yeah. Spontaneous bursts of applause at the cool bits. So everything was just really wonderful. Oh, my just, goodness. Poor. God bless Leonard Nimoy. He got the biggest applause of the night, I think. He really did. Yeah, that was, well, it was an audience full of nerds practically gave him a standing ovation. It was really And, neat, you know, so. I just watched the episode, and I can't even remember the name now. It was the one the original episode with the crew landing on that planet where there are these spores that make Spock fall in love with somebody. Do you remember, oh, remember that, that one, yes, right? I Yes, I did. I remember that one, yeah, where he actually smiles. He actually smiles and he kisses somebody, and I'm just watching this absolutely delighted, and I'm thinking, it's the episode that launched a thousand ships. <laughs> So, yes, getting to see Leonard Nimoy, um, I think I'm going to have to watch more of the old episodes because it's just yeah. so wonderful to see him. And it was so great to see him on the movie, too. Yeah. He only gets a small part, but man, does he do an amazing job with it. Yeah, he really does. It was great. So that was our Comic-Con was awesome. Thank you to Catherine's husband, Nathan, who took a ton of pictures at Comic-Con. And uh, they're all up on a gallery, pixelatedgeek.com. There's two galleries from him. There's a gallery from Anthony, a gallery from Hillary, a gallery from our friend Stephanie. There's a massive gallery with photos from all of us. Uh, later on this week, there'll be a gallery from my friend Alex, who does Hipstamatic, and another group gallery of all of us who are doing Instagram pictures that week. So if you want to see pictures from Comic-Con, we got you covered. Yeah, and if you were at Comic-Con and you were wearing a costume, there's a very good chance that you're going to be featured on this gallery. So if you oh, see yeah. yourself... Leave a comment and yes. let us know who you are because we'd love to give you credit. Yes, yes. We always go in and change the description. Anytime somebody chimes in and says, oh, that's me, we always change the description and put your name in there because you deserve credit for your awesome costumes. You really do. But that's it for this week. So as usual, uh, please send us your fan art. As we've said before, we're not just taking Night Vale fan art. We're taking all kinds of fan art. But like try not Star to Trek. How about some Star Trek fan art? That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, try not to be too creepy, though. My childhood icons have already taken a beating on DeviantArt, so... Oh, oh my uh, goodness. Oh, I went and looked up Mighty Orbots on DeviantArt the other day. Did oh, find some good dear. stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fine. Because <laughs> if you really want to play it that way, you guys, but please... Oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, it's... This is something that I discovered first when looking up fan fiction for Transformers years and years ago. Oh, when yeah. you start making them organic, when yeah. you start making actual robots have organic sex yeah okay it's creepy it's creepy yeah. i'm sorry i'm trying not to judge you but it's creepy 
Yeah, and, and when I say creepy, I mean, it totally doesn't work for me. And whatever makes you happy is fine. And Absolutely. And that it's creepy. Yes, seriously. We don't judge you. Maybe we judge you a little bit, but we really don't judge you. So it's fine. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, uh, find all of this on pixelatedgeek.com. You can find us on iTunes. Um, it's been suggested that we start up a Twitter feed. We at least need to sit on the name or something before someone gets it. So coming Thank soon you. to you, yes. hopefully, it's going to be Binary System Podcast on Twitter. Yay! On Twitter. Maybe. 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 We'll think about it. We probably should. We might procrastinate, but should never go. Other than that, we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>